What's up, you guys? Jalen Gasper here, and I'm with the lovely Jade Gasper for our Twin Towns episode. What's up, Jade? How you doing, man? I'm good. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be here, man. And um, we're going to be doing our end-of-the-year wrap-up real soon, so you guys look out for that yeah. episode. That episode is also coming out uh, soon, uh, too. Actually, there's going to be a, a lot of episodes coming at you guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Adam, we just got to push these episodes out before uh, the end of 2019, right? Yeah. Um. So, man, let's talk about, you know, uh, the most historical, groundbreaking failure of 2019 <laughs> and that's the movie cats <laughs> like okay but first, first of all when i first seen, seen the movie cats i was like totally like off put i was like like the trailer the trailer the yeah, yeah the trailer um i was totally off put i'm like mm-hmm. dude what is like this bestiality f- f- furry type shit yeah that's going on here yeah definitely i will definitely say that um <clears throat> it does uh, ring a very weird vibe, you know, it sings a very weird song. It's just, you know, it does definitely make you uncomfortable, definitely given the fact that it's a modern remake, so the CGI and things are really more realistic, which kind of made the, the movie extremely worse. Yeah, extremely worse than it already actually was. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, um, the first trailer that came out, um, they had the, it was so creepy that they actually had to tune down on the CGI yeah. because it was like so much CGI yeah. and it 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 got to a point to where like, uh, these people these uh actors were actually looking at like, you know, real beast yeah, like, like characters, characters that were homo erect and yeah. so like yeah it was yeah and it it was, it was freaking terrible and I feel like you know. When we just dissect the huge failure Cats was, we 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 just have to understand because like failures in entertainment and really in anything, failures and successes successes are usually relative. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you do have like an objective level that you want to aim for, but normally this stuff is objective. So, with as far as Cats go, um, Cats had a budget uh, of ninety five million mm-hmm. and then exceeded that budget to a hundred million. Because this was a star-studded cast. Yeah. So not only you had to pay for all the CGI and all the animatronics, but you also had to pay for um, just the stars to be in the yeah. film. You had people like Taylor Swift in it. Jay you know, Hood, uh, Yeah, James Gordon. Like, it's, it, it was... So you, you had a star-studded cast. So... Uh, budget ended up being actually a hundred million because they exceeded to hundred million, and this a hundred million was before distribution, mm-hmm. uh, but distribution and marketing, meaning before they actually, uh, you know, put money behind to push, push it. the movie. Yeah. Um. So, what ended up happening? The, the tale of the the, the the of this movie officially now, since we no longer have only a projection, we have a raw numbers. Projections set it out. Uh, for uh, the Cats movie to rein in about like $6.5 million. And that's terrible. <laughs> Considering there's a $100 million in spent. Spent. $100 million. But when you look at how much they actually garnished, it was more than $6.5 million. It was $11.5 million. So they didn't lose that much money. But it was still a lot yeah. of freaking money. And you as an actor, what do you think about, like, you know, just having this all-star study cast, right? Somebody like J-Hud, who's known as, like, a Broadway, you know, icon at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, what do you think went wrong here? Uh, it could have been uh, like a number of things. Uh, just the, this whole aspect of just remaking everything, um, <laughs> and not really taking in consider consideration that you know some things are good for their time, and some things are digestible in their time. Um, I don't really know how ready an audience of people were to see cats cgi 2019 going into 2020 like i really just don't think that that was something anybody was really interested in now you give and take the stars that are in it you know taylor swift has her fans jennifer hudson has her fans it just elba has his fans and the everybody's fans weren't ready to come together to see cats yeah. Like, this was not something that, that we're going to bring everybody's faves together. <laughs> the, and up Cats, the turnout. <laughs> yeah, and Cats is going to be the turnout. You know, mm. you think of t- Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, Idris Elba. It's damn near the nativity scene. You just you think that something great is going to come from all of these people. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry for interrupt you because you're making a really great point. And I just wanted to put a comma right there because that, that goes to a bigger point that we mm-hmm. really want to touch on. But uh, as far as just like your first point when you were just saying, talking about like maybe it's like a remake thing. Well, you know, when you look at like some remakes, they actually on average do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like say, for instance, like Aladdin this year. Yeah. Aladdin had, was the uh, second most gross... Uh, the highest grossest mm-hmm. film grossing mm-hmm. film uh of 2019 mm-hmm. um so when you look at uh <clears throat> things like Aladdin uh Independence Day it was a very bad movie but it did recent <laughs> decently well at the box office mm-hmm. um so it's like I don't necessarily know if it's a remake thing do like cuz it's just like uh yeah, it it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a remake thing um I just, you know, always want to play into motion that not everything necessarily has to be remade. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. You know, um, but, it could have been countless reasons why, you know, the film didn't do well. Like, just like I said, people weren't really into seeing all of them do that well, together. Um I actually looked up why, because, mm-hmm. you know, me and Jay didn't see the movies ourselves, and I'm not going to waste... $12 to see the movie if it's getting this much bad reception. Like, again, like, it has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's not even a star yet. That's so bad. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> and so, um, but, uh, just to look at some, uh, quick, uh, top voted tags, uh, they, people didn't like the movie because, one, it was cringeworthy, disturbing, unsettling, awkward, boring, creepy and it had bad acting and i didn't want to touch on the whole bestiality thing and how certain things kind of the creepiness of it i didn't want to touch on that you get you you got to though you have to you know but because I just, it's like and i but i only didn't want to speak on that only because like you said we haven't seen the movie i haven't, I haven't seen, seen the movie, movie so yeah. i'm basing how cringeworthy it was based on what i've seen on trailers and trust me this rings true. This statement, <laughs> these statements about this film rings very true. How uncomfortable it is to sit people in a theater and watch cats have sex. Like, or like alluding to sex. Anything of that manner. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just like you definitely have an Overton window in entertainment. Yeah. It's like, it's just like in everything else. Mm-hmm. And like, you kind of just got to like really follow that and really understand that, like, okay, in normal people's sense, 
you know, art is not here yet. Art mm-hmm. is just not there yet yeah. to understand what it is. Like, and the reason why I say yet is like, I'm not saying that hopefully we get to an age to where like, we just watch, you know, yeah, they <laughs> CGI have, cats yeah, making they out. Have, you didn't have to see Simba's parents fuck to know that Simba was Simba. Yeah. Like there were certain things that the Lion King took took out. And co- of course, because it's aimed for children. It, they, it, took, they took out. And so- I think it was different because again, Lion King was again, strictly animals. Yeah. Now that you have like these animatronic human being cat Doing things. weird things. Though, and I think that, plays, that pushes the fold even more. Yeah, that, that plays with people's ready. minds yeah. too. People think of cats. They think of adorable people things that are you know dear little cats cats so and you know of course we know that as humans gonna be cats so but you you still think that they're gonna hold this innocence and preciousness and adorable aspect that actual cats have you go to the theater and they're like hard I ain't gonna lie, bro. Anytime you put like a cat face on a human, that shit is weird. I'm sorry, that shit is just weird. I mean, this is not like an episode where we're discriminating against a certain uh, subgroup of people. Yeah. But that shit is weird. That shit yeah. is absolutely weird. But, um, I, I, do, <laughs> I do have uh, this this random online review from like this random viewer who watched it. Uh, this guy's named Joseph Mama. Come on, Joseph Mama. Um, and he starts off by saying, and I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just skim through it. But he starts off by saying, they say curiosity killed the cat. Why the fuck he didn't kill this movie? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They said, what the hell were these guys on when they made this? I went in blindly with a couple of friends as a joke. And holy smokes, I had no idea what was happening. (laughs) Uh, Usually movies explain themselves more than uh, they this just did. Uh, there is no dialogue explaining it whatsoever. They sang and danced and sang and danced. And at the end of the day, I was left confused. Uh, uh, the plot is just one big giant. Uh, the uh, the plot is just one big giant plot hole. The movie is about 90% a character singing about who they are and why they're going to the ball and why they want to be chosen. The other 10% is some story that makes 0%, like zero sense at all and has like eight lines of dialogue. And this is my favorite part. The comedic relief in quotations in James Corden and, uh, uh, Rebel Wilson it, <laughs> is absolutely horrendous. Oh, <laughs> this is my part. Oh my God, Jay. Dude says, we get it. You're fat. And it's funny that you're fat. It's funny that the first two times, but then it gets repetitive and predictable and honestly a little bit offensive. Yeah. There were three crotch shots, I believe, and there were they weren't funny at all. They had crotch shots? Oh they had crotch, crotch shots. shots. That is so like, oh my god! So that's so daddy's daycare. Yes, like, oh my god! Like this humor, oh my god, bro! So it it does sound like, it, just to you know play to your point a little bit that it, it was a bad movie. It's just a bad movie, but it it had me thinking like you know depending on the production, you were also saying you know how like. You know, they were expecting, you know, Idra to get his fans together, Taylor to get their fans together, yeah. Hudson, you know, Corden. And, like, uh, they just couldn't, like, get the turnout for this film. So, like, as an actor, I'm going to just, you know, straight up ask you, like, the uh, upfront question. And I'm sorry if it's a bit uh, leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for all-star cast, 
like, are they worth the money? Is, like, an all-star cast actually worth the money? Like, when you, like, you know, when you go for... Because, like, you know, you can either have, like, a La La Land mm-hmm. that did, like, exceptionally well with an all-star cast, mm-hmm. or you can have, like, an Ocean's 8 that, like, something, like, people really didn't go see. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like, it, but is it worth it to have an all-star cast? Um, it, it's always worth it to have an all-star cast, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you have an all-star cast. You have some of the greatest people that have hit the entertainment industry in the past five or seven years coming together to make a Grand Slam film. Now, what's not worth it? How writers put these characters together. That's what's not worth it. Okay, so as far as like... Cause I know we know like as, as far as talent as talent they're gonna bring it. Yeah. We we know that. Yeah. Well, we at least we we expect that. Yeah. We expect that. And, like mm-hmm. definitely when it's an all star acting cast yeah. versus just an all star like study cast like you know cats. Yeah. Wise. I know Rebel Wilson is funny. I know James Corden is funny. I know Idris Elba is great. I know Jennifer Hudson can sing. I know Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift. So. So as far <laughs> as like garnishing people to actually see a movie. Are, are getting people to have to have a box office like do big in numbers like there is an all-star cast actually worth it and that's when you just basically as a fan and as a viewer and not as a critic you take it as am i going is my favorite star going to mesh well with taylor swift <laughs> right and I'm going to decide as a viewer whether or not I'm just going to risk it or not. See, because there's so many stars that... Why did I get married? A star study cast. So it's not necessarily <laughs> about, you know, too many of your faves, so many of your favorite people in a movie enough that it's going to sell the movie. It's just about the idea of all of your face together. You just didn't, you know, because you know when you're listening to music or you hear something uh, from two of your favorite artists and you're like, dang, they should make a whole project together. But then you think about it. And, and see, and I was just about to go to like this point though, because it's so different with music because normally when our stars are all on one track together, that that give, it, that galvanizes so much tension to that song. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of tension to that song. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if, you know, you're up-and-coming artist and let's say you have, like, a hot artist on your track, that garnishes so much attention. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, with movies, it's really, like... It, it, it's well, case by case. Yeah, cause... It's like... It, it, so it's just, like, when it goes back to the questions, are they needed in movies? Or are they needed, like... And like you know, and does it actually have add any like profit to the, you know? Absolutely film? not. Having an yeah. our star our star cast absolutely does not add any value to a cast of of just you know, just from outside looking in. It definitely doesn't yeah. add any extra value to a cast because you just also, like I said, you always have to remember how these people are gonna mesh well together. And with music, music is like. Give and take. You're gonna have an all star uh, cast, uh, all star, all star, all star studied song. Um, yeah. That's about five minutes long. Generally, a movie, hour and a half, 
song is way more digestible than this entire movie so it's gonna be a lot quicker for me to decide whether i like this song before i like this movie but that just means that the movie is just gonna be a bigger risk than and just listening bigger, to this yeah, this I song that. movies are yeah um it's an investment, investment i'm sitting i'm yeah. spending 12 dollars to sit here <laughs> and hope that my favorite artist is going to be on the screen for more than three seconds and i think with cats it was like Again, like, I feel like, because it's like, you know, before this, I did a, a couple empirical data, because, um, you know, I love understanding, like, the comprehensive history behind things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, before this, I was just looking up, you know, how musicals normally do. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I seen that La La Land is uh, currently number one uh, musical movie um, with the highest grosses, uh, uh, as the highest grosses film, uh, or mm -hmm. musical movie. And, you know... When I looked at that all-star aesthetic cast, or if you just look at, you know, uh, the most highest grossing film, highest grossest film right now, which mm -hmm. is Captain Marvel, um, you know, all these people, all these, both of these movies, La La Land and Captain Marvel had star-studded cast, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was like, you know, amazing all-stars in there, you know, you had Emma Stone in La La Land, you know, um, what was it, what's, uh, not Jake Gyllenhaal, but Ryan, uh, um, what was his name? Jake, not Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, is his brother? What's his brother's name? Ryan. Um, uh, Whatever. Know. But you had like Secrets. a very yeah. You had no not serious. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very all star cast in both of these things. But I feel like with Cats, it, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, to where like. You know this formula, like the the question, just asking the question, all star cast, uh, are they worth it? Is just kind of gets more convoluted when you understand that, like you know, these characters didn't mesh well at all in Cats. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, Taylor Swift can't act. You yeah. know, Jason Derulo can't seen. act. <laughs> so it's like you know, and so like you really had probably Jay Hood undeniably being the only person yeah, who could like it just Elba like you yeah exactly it's you. You're running the risk on people just saying, Jennifer Hudson's in Cats. I'm going to see Cats. Yeah. You're running the risk of people saying, Taylor Swift's in Cats. I want to go yeah. see Cats. Because after the trailer dropped and people were like, this shit is weird as hell. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and people didn't really get a general consensus of how this movie was going to turn out, whether or not Jennifer Hudson was in it for a long time or not. You're just really baking on people going to the movie solely because their favorite people are in this movie. Or because what? They want to lead their friends into jokes. Sorry, Joseph Mama. <laughs> Joseph Mama. But seriously. Oh, for, okay, so now that you say that, I would say what I think they should have done to avoid all this. One, they should have probably did more makeup, less CGI. Um, just so it could get people to start coming. But, you know, I don't even feel like that's, like, the bulk of the reason why I fought oh, Phil. Yeah. I feel like it's just a bad movie because even, like, if the, the CGI creeped people out to that certain extent, mm -hmm. I feel like a good movie would have replaced that. And even if they didn't have, like, the best box office opening, they would have got, they would have garnished more than, like, $11 million. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's my opinion. I don't know. Uh, again, I'm not really, like, a movie critic. Yeah. So really, so I really can't don't really understand the whole digest. But I feel like if they would have did less CGI, more makeup, and actually had a, a acting cast, a mm -hmm. strong acting cast, no matter if it was all star, all star studied or not, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that they would have came out with some different results. Definitely, definitely. 
but I mean, for now, uh, that makes uh, cats officially canceled. Yeah, star power. <laughs> star power. No, uh, forget Taylor Swift. Forget J. Hut. Y'all canceled for that movie. Jason. Just Dora, for that movie. Just, just for that movie. Y'all canceled for that movie. <laughs> um, and now, uh, since we're talking about canceling movies. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about canceling artists. We were just talking about music. Yeah, canceling people. Because, you know, I heard, you know, your girl Camille Cabello. God, not my girl. Yeah, your girl Camille Cabello <laughs> around here calling people niggers. Oh, uh, nigglets. Niggers. Nigglets. Um, gosh, 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 gosh. <laughs> we're the hesitance discussing this topic, a bit of transparency. Has been so crazy. Yes. I mean, it's so crazy to talk about canceling people. That's one of those words I wish weren't a word anymore. But, but okay, but okay, just some uh, quick background. We had uh, recently uh, Camille Cabello, mm-hmm. one of a very uh, popping popular artist, somebody that I personally am not a fan of, but I I, I like you know the direction her music is going. Mm-hmm. Um, Post Fifth Harmony. Yeah, post Fifth Harmony. She was part of Fifth Harmony. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, Norm. Well, I don't know. No, he was Normani, no, Allie, Dinah, and Camilla. Oh, that was easier than I expected. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, um, Camille Cabello is undeniably, like, out of all of them, probably the most successful artist at right now. Her, mm-hmm. her and uh, uh, Normani is probably, like, going head to head out that. But, yeah. But you know, just just empirically, you know, she has the the you know, Camille has the hits. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Camille Cabello being the hit maker that she is, um, there was like some talk, like a couple like months, it actually like in the mid of the year during the summer, from like it just like. Uh, you know though, you guys know those like Twitter fans yeah, who be knowing all the account. fucking scoops and shit. Yeah, yeah, they basically realized or were saying that there was some slight racism yeah. going on in the group where Camilla. There was even word that Camilla had called Normani, Normani the N word. All talk. There is n- I am no proof, I, yeah. I am not saying that that happened at all. This is things that people have conspired <laughs> with their Twitter, yes, their fellow Twitter stands. Man, um, those guys be so off sometimes. So you know, it, and this is, I guess, all you know, thinking of her album rollout, her build up to her album release. You know, the 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 the, the silent rumors started to get a little louder, a little louder, a little louder, and, 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 and less little louder. vague and spread out to mm-hmm. more like absolute, absolute, exactly got more absolute because it's like it wasn't just she was just saying it. It was just like oh, there's like there's like some post of her saying yeah, some there's stuff. video was, recording, yeah. there's audio recording of her saying, saying it, you exactly. know, stuff like that, and and Normani wasn't speaking on it, so people had just took that as. You know, that must mean yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, they take no nothing at all as something. Thing, yeah. You know, because anybody would just be like, "Hey, my friend's not racist. I was in a girl group with her for years. Yeah. She would never call me the n word." And so the lack of that, people just kept running, kept running, and kept running, all until they ran into the posts that were shared. Mm. Bro, so it turns out she has like the she had this old Tumblr when she was sixteen or fifteen, right? Yeah. And 
Bruh, she fu- Oh my god, she posted like the most raciest, cringiest shit. Like, you would think like- I'm not gonna say that, but like, it was just like bad, Camilla. Mm-hmm. It was bad. She posted like the, a dark meme of like Piglet from Winnie the Pooh and it said Niglet and yeah. then he was a dark skin color. Posted a guy, like l- a black kid with an afro looking at a watermelon, like sweating, like, yeah. you know? and it was just so. Oh, oh my God. you would you almost would have thought that she ran like a little racist account on some shit. Like for like that was just like on some well, her, shit. but it had her picture in yeah, the middle. Yeah, it was like a parody page of just like racism. Like you just she had And the, she also has some uh dis- discriminatory things uh, towards the, Asians. Yeah, the Ching Chong yeah, thing. Exactly. You know, we girl, girl, nigglet. It was not good, y'all. It it was bad. It was just old ass, and you was just like, girl, you was fifteen. What the fuck you know about all this type of <laughs> like, damn, like. But it's like that. That's how well, I remember being that age. Yeah, and like having definitely. To, you know, you know, I'm not having to deal with it to that extent because again, I, I was fortunate enough to go to a minority majority school, mm-hmm. so you know, uh, white people were like a yeah. small minority, and yeah. so like I never had to deal with like race relations at yeah, we school. Playing by but like in through in social media, you know, you you seen it. Yeah, you've seen it. all you, the time. Yeah, you you seen it. If you know, pick kids from other districts who didn't like our school. You know what they were talking to us about what they call our, our, our football players monkeys like we've seen all of this yeah. bro uh call our football players thugs um so it's just like you know it kind of just shows two things for me because i feel like like this level of like racism uh you you could say it because that's what it is um uh it shows a, a disparity and it shows how Camilla has just always been like on top. Uh and essentially by on top I mean she even though she her being a Latin ex American, uh, you know, not Afro Latin but she her, her being a Latin ex American, uh, due to her uh successes, due not only her successes but the luck that she got and the hard work that her parents had Camille Cabello was in a good spot to like be set up for mm-hmm. and so like basically what I'm trying to get at is that this shows Camille Cabello's privilege and how like Jalen like she was talking about like racist so how does it t- show her privilege the fact that as a Latin ex-woman for you to talk about these things are you as a minority woman uh for you to talk about these people uh in, in such a superior inferior complex shows that you weren't really affected by any like real intersection of oppression yeah um you you know uh even though you're hispanic um you had long curly hair Mm -hmm. you know so even if you had some uh image or you could say that you know well you know the white man you know did this la 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 at the end of the day you can if you were an actual like Latinx who were like actually living with like black people in a black community and in the same socioeconomic stance, you know, uh, and actually been around these people, you wouldn't even think it was okay to make these jokes. Now, this is because this is not on the level of saying the N word. Uh, this is a larger degree than just saying the N word. Because, again, if like uh, if you're saying the N word, 
Uh, the, again, I we had our episode about it, and like we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys know my views on it. Uh, but if you if if you say the N word, a lot of times that could be just a term of endearment thing. Mm-hmm. If you were if you're from a certain uh culture, social social economic uh stance and geographical location where mm-hmm. you're around a lot of majority minority black people, then yeah, okay, it's understandable why you would feel okay saying that word but being openly racist like this yeah. <laughs> being openly fucking racist like this it shows that camille cabello you know hasn't was kind of like always privileged her whole life mm-hmm. and you know she never was really affected by any intersection of oppression mm-hmm. um and it also touches on a larger topic of you know a lot of white uh white uh born uh hispanic a person's saying the n-word because you know you know people always have this thing and i hear a lot of black nationalists even reiterating this point to where like you know well you know black hispanic people are technically black like no there's black hispanic people but like (laughs) you can't you can't say all mexicans are just black (laughs) like that's so fucking stupid like no like i'm my bad i just i just Totally jock- political correctness up in here because that shit there. Y'all oh, just, this is not the show for that. I know y'all just be giving away black like it's a hall pass. Like, yeah, because like, like the Gina Rodriguez thing, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez, you know, she had her giving niggas heebie jeebie. <laughs> you know, she had her video that dropped on her Instagram where she was talking about what she said the N word. And then she came back with this lackluster ass, arrogant apology where it's just like, I'm sorry that I grew up in the hood around a lot of african-american people so that I, I i just felt like i was singing a song that i i genuinely loved and i genuinely cared about like come on girl don't be <laughs> obtuse you yes. know that nobody was talking about the song everybody loved lauren hill <laughs> everybody loved the fujis it don't have nothing to do with the song choice exactly. it had nothing to, you, know, you know what it had to do with and so and with gina rodriguez gina rodriguez has almost had it not almost has absolutely had a history of making remarks that absolutely erased black people. Yara Shahidi was sitting right next to her and, and, and they asked her, how do you feel about this film doing something and pushing for black women? And Gina Rodriguez interrupts and well, how about all women? Well, no, this was a very <laughs> forward question. They asked what they asked. There's no What need. about all, all lives matter? Yeah, right? there was no, what about all cancers? <laughs> you know, breast cancer isn't that big of a deal. Why does it need its own money? Like that that's the type of shit that she tries to pull in interviews and she's she has this is a habit of hers. So when she gets online and she says niggas give me heebie jeebies, believe me. You know I just know I can't take your little half assed apology. You being you grew up in the hood, okay, like we talked about the other day. Growing up around other black people that are that offers great context to why you would feel comfortable enough with using the word. It does. It offers great context. It's not an excuse, it's just a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So you cannot use you growing up around black people as oh, yeah, a way to say N word. And black people need to stop giving the excuse. Oh, Yo, you grew up around me, you can say whatever the fuck you wanna say. Now I don't think that black people need to be beating niggas skulls in every time they hear somebody say it i'm not saying that either but to just actively be a part of the people that are just like i'm gonna give this person a pass to say the n-word just because they grew up around me it's just like no don't offer the uh, uh, practice some accountability 
practice holding your friend responsible for the things that they say. Respect yourself enough. Respect the people around you enough because your white friends will not only just be around you. So when you say, I'm going to give you this past around me and they take that past that you gave them and use it around other black people that aren't okay with them using the word, you are leaving your white friends subject to anything. And again, it's just not principle to look at it that way. I I hate when people give these passes to individual people who aren't a part of the black movie, black, I said black movement. (laughs) Let me scratch that. Uh, that aren't part of the black community because it's just like you got to realize bro you're not being principal by letting this white person say the n-word or you know and but you know soon as louis ck said in a stand-up you mad Mm -hmm. or when ninja said it in the game you mad like yeah. and so it's just like the thing is is like that's not a principal view. Yeah. So like what what you have to do now since you're caught in that you know that 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 false conundrum that you put yourself in since you're caught in that shit you got to either decide okay everybody can say the n word or nobody but black people can say the n word. It's no either or. Yeah. Like you just can't you know print like like I hate when people do that. They they want to look at these fucking principles that's so reactionary rather than mm-hmm. you know an uh, objective look at everything because it's easier to just say yeah i'm gonna just let them say it instead of just holding people accountable for what they say it's very exactly and, I, and, and that's the thing because like we talked about it the other day you know we, we talk about the episodes before we actually do them so when we we talking about it the other day nobody is 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 living their lives policing people's words you know if people white people when white people say the n-word around me i get a knee-jerk reaction to where it's just like this nigga really just said the n-word you know and your first reaction all the time is not hold the fuck up did you just say the n-word you racist son of a bitch like that's not everybody's first reaction so it's very easy to just not say nothing at all, right? But no, the ad, the whole point is to say, hey, let's not say that word too much <laughs> or at all. At how about all. it? Uh, how about it? You know, like, you know, that's not, you know, cool. Yeah, it, it's like you hit a point. It, like, it's so easy. It's so easier to, like, like, really have, like, that principle of, like, don't be offensive to people and don't say the N-word. But it's another thing to, like, actually try to attack those, like, microaggressions in person. Because mm-hmm. it's, and like, it's, not it's easy. so awkward. It's yeah, so awkward. Yeah, it's not being easy. It's not probably easy being confronted with not being able to say the N-word no more. You done said the N-word in your comfortable life, your whole life, until you meet this one black person that's just like, oh, 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 you're, the, oh you're one of them. You one of those black people that's not gonna let me say it, huh? And it's like ah, that that's a hey yeah. Let, let let's not let's not bring it too too. Let's not give them too much leeway. No 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 no. Because no, it's like no, I no. feel like again and like we can even do with this example, Camille Cabello and Gina Rodriguez. Through growth, you can see who was yeah. actually sincere in their apology. Camille Cabello wrote this whole fucking status where it was a Snapchat picture or whatever, yeah. and like she was took this like four day hiatus and like she was saying sorry to people in comment sections and stuff. And like so, Camille Cabello was actually like sincere about yeah. this shit. Through growth, she learned and understood because like this. This was from when she was 15. Yeah. Um, drastic shit, she's saying. But, I mean, we used to all say yeah. some drastic shit. Uh, but Gina Rodriguez, man. Her cognitive dissonance is just on a whole different... And she doesn't fucking care. She doesn't. She doesn't fucking care. And so it, it, so it, it absolutely shows, like, the difference between, you know... Challenging people 
what happens when people are challenged at a young age. Camila Cabello is challenged at 22. You're being challenged with the shit that you said at 15. Gina Rodriguez is almost 30 years old. And it took her so long to finally get challenged mm-hmm. on the shit that she says. So now she's been living in this sense of entitlement for so long to where it's hard for anybody to knock it upside her head that she cannot say the N-word. She cannot absolve people of, of their experiences of being black people. You cannot take that away from people. You can't do that. But Gina Rodriguez went so much longer not being challenged than Camila Cabello did. But that's what that's when it that's why when you take in consideration of the fact that it's hard to bring up the fact that I don't want you to say the N-word around me or that it's hard to hear that you do not want that somebody doesn't want you to say the N-word. These things are hard. But that that challenge is what's going to make y'all both better people. So don't 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 alleviate the 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 challenge in holding people responsible because that's all you doing is holding somebody responsible and accountable for the things that they're saying around you and you're just being held responsible for the things that you're saying around people but i I feel like it it, it, it's always in just how you kind of deal with it to Mm -hmm. where like i kind of see what type of person you are um but again i mean camille cabell are from two different generations Mm -hmm. our generation is a bit more Mm open-minded than uh like earlier millennials like gina rodriguez like generation z's like we're a bit more open-minded to new views and um just you know uh uh Allowing our cognitive dissonance, our opinion yeah. to be changed, really, we're just more open Learning to that. each other, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh, but yeah, um, that's why at times, I, I, uh, when, when, when we talk about how when people could kind of like, you know, decipher things differently, de- depending on like, uh, you know, their personality or their typology, um, we, we, it makes me look at cancel culture in a whole different way mm-hmm. and it's like okay like you know cancel culture just can't be like this you know universal rule of what to do you know and what's considered like you know you know cantable i guess mm-hmm. or uh you know uh that that that's considered worthy of being canceled of mm-hmm. um because the, but because it's like first of all it's impossible to like really have that because it's like all these things take so much fucking context. And then another thing is that, you know, same other people aren't just held to this standard. So, you know, the same standard as other people would be like, uh, say, for instance, like, um, uh, when we're talking about people who aren't PC, uh, Dave Chappelle gets way more heat, you know, versus, um, uh, a Louis C.K. would get, you know, mm-hmm. just strictly, uh, you know, I don't know why that is, but um, it's just another example of how, like, cancel culture kind of, like, cancels somebody else harder than the other person. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my question would be, is cancel culture just a bad faith purity test? Like, it's just bad faith purity testing, and it's, like, mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, putting this objective clause on everybody, like, oh, you have, if you do this... Like, let me try to think of a better example. Like, um, dang. I don't know. You you could say something. I'm going to be thinking of an example um, to where I can bring this home a bit better. Can't lie, but just to, you know, uh, amend on what you were saying about whether, uh, how sometimes it feels like cancel culture works back 
backwards from its purpose of accountability and responsibility. Um, a lot of times, uh, what we just don't consider, you know, your everyday mistakes are seen by, you know, the same few people you see every day, you know, your same few people, you know, you fuck around, you Camila Cabello, you make a mistake, you say some shit left field, you do some, some harsh ass shit, it's the whole world looking at you. Everybody feels entitled to throw how they feel, even if they are they are right in their entitlement. They're right in their justification of to why they feel like they need to get on you. But then it's just like you get dogged because you got niggas that's coming from a good place of, hey, you know, you're not supposed to act like that. You know, you're not supposed to get on social media and upload shit like that to niggas all the way from the other side. They come from absolute terrible faith with your your old mexican ass that's why you can't trust these mexican yeah, bitches these exactly. people don't care about black folk we the only ones you know everybody is against it? us it's not it's just us against the world you know what i'm saying and a lot of times it do feel like that but every race can attend to that feeling unless you white every every race can nah say, they can but oh, oh, oh just scratch that part but for me like i i like when you said that like uh it, it's like it's like with cancel culture, it's like the schism in cancel culture. You have like the good faith actors mm-hmm. who people who just literally like critique what you've done yeah. and said, let's move on from here. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side to where it's extreme bad faith. And it's like they don't even want to get to a point to where like of understanding and they basically want you wrong. to apologize for this shit forever. Yeah. And they want <laughs> they, you to kiss their yes, ass about for, forever. forever. It's like those Hebrew Israelites who be telling the white people kiss my shoes and shit. Yeah, because, shit like that. Yeah. yeah like, because you, you your, your ancestors, ancestors or what your ancestors did so it's just like no nah, i don't want to jump on the backs and i don't want to i don't i don't want to start swinging from dick here <laughs> but the thing in it but it's just a lot of times when you're coming from it logically and you do want a middle ground and a a, a, a sense of understanding you have to be able to see it from both sides yeah. and you just have to understand that okay we can critique but we cannot torture people. We cannot make people feel like they can go nowhere from the mistakes that they've made. We cannot do that. We just literally can't, especially mm-hmm. when these their mistakes aren't as extreme as something. You know, there is people down my Facebook timeline that say some questionable ass shit that if they were on Shade Room, if they were celebrities, they would be canceled for it. That's and that's just the mm-hmm. god honest truth. Mm-hmm. There's shit that I say to my friends on a day to day basis that if 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 it ever came out, niggas would cancel me before I and, even and, touch the and, stage. And I think, uh, and that's another conversation that I really want to bring home, uh, for another episode. Um, are private jokes? Um, how far can we take private mm-hmm. jokes? What are private jokes? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, because that, that that that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and I, it, you know, and I feel in order to tackle that one, we have to have like a presupposed conversation like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, as, as far as like, uh, the bad faith actors being the people who just want to always be down people throats, like, yeah. you know, like, Hey man, no, I'll never Don't forgive support you. this mu- music. Don't yeah, support I'll never, album. I'll, I'll, I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. Like you said, like, you know. We have to understand historical context mm-hmm. to like it, 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 it's logical conclusion as to where, like, mm-hmm. you know, because if you easily just say, 
all you had to say is like, okay, how were you when you were 15? Mm-hmm. You know, how were were some things you said? You probably mm-hmm. didn't say the most racist things, but you said some homophobic stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you, you can easily do that. It's, that's an easily, um, you can easily give people to get to that conclusion of historical context as in it was such a long time ago. Allow people to grow. Yeah. Allow people to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, again, like, when you have cases where, like, it's some Gina Rodriguez shit, though, mm-hmm. to where, like, she had time to grow. Exactly. And she has right. done nothing. Yeah. And, like, her, even her apologies are, uh, like, insincere as fuck. That's why canceling her is just as justified. You feel just as justified, justified. canceling her because we've given her yeah, exactly. time to make up from the first time, from the second time. We've given her time. You know, but you can't say I'm a cancel Camille Cabello right now and just say, okay, well, she ain't going to have no time to change. When you wasn't rocking with her music when she was 15 years old. Yeah, <laughs> like, so you give people time, and if they go back on the time that you've given them and and not use it to be productive and learning as, every day as people to learn their fans and learn the people that they'll embrace every day better as better human beings, then you feel more justified in saying, okay, well, I'm going to just stop supporting her. You know, I'm going to just stop doing that. I'm going to put her on ice for a while because she's just, she's seemingly falling into every pitfall that she sees. So, no. So, yeah, we definitely have to look at these canceled, uh, these cases of canceled uh, Mm -hmm. people uh, with nuance, with Mm -hmm. hella context before we make like a a, a legit decision. Because these cancellation fees is getting... Yeah, because people like Camille Cabello don't fall under the umbrella of, like, say, yeah, or R. Kelly, right? Yeah, she so it's just like, oh, God, Yeah, so no. it's just like, you oh, know, God, no. just just leave the poor girl alone and let her yeah. let her be. Um, but, like, uh, private jokes, we should really touch that episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. To touch that on another episode uh, that comes up. Uh, but um, last thing about cancel culture, um, we, we have to talk about we have to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it. There's a star by it. But fuck it. We are going to talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. We have to talk about how the industry in, uh, you know, the black community has constantly canceled Drake. Uh, this is a, a quick take. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, I hate this. But recently, um, uh, Drake, um, Arby Graham, was on Rap Radar, which is a cool little podcast. And uh, they they did an interview with him, and in the interview they talked about things from him and Pusha T beef to him and Kanye beef to his son to you know um, his new mansion. Uh, but what they really touched on that got me thinking had me like over here like hmm like that hmm emoji mm-hmm. uh, was when they talked about um, a lyric that uh, Drake had in uh, his one of his songs called Diplomatic Community. Where um, he says, um, people love black excellence, but for me, it's not the same, though. All goody. That just pushed me to do the things we all couldn't. And so and so that's when, uh, you know, they, the guys ask him, like, do you feel like there's a lack of respect of you in the, like, hip-hop community uh, when it comes to what you have done? And he, he says he absolutely feels that way. And as a, as, as a Drake... <coughs> Not a fan, but as a Drake spectator, as a Drake a spectator of Drake, I feel the exact same way. The exact same way 
Drake has been constantly fucked over by uh, just the hip-hop community in general. Now, the industry, he does his fucking numbers. He sells his fucking albums. He sells his fucking records. He helps people sell his fucking albums and sells fucking records. Because he's fucking Drake, right? Mm-hmm. But, for some reason, niggas are gassed off journalistics. Of course. Uh, I'm just saying, but when they came to Drake, they got the ballistic report. And and it's like and, and all this has started from Damn. Meek Mill bitch ass. <laughs> bitch ass. Ass bitch. Now we, I'm good with Meek now. Meek he's been making some better music. So I'm 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 good with him now. Uh but the fact that like he came out and over exaggerated a reference track and act like this nigga didn't write none of his shit. All the yeah. people who were hating on Drake at the time, all them old heads who was beefing on him, like Joe Button, Common, mm-hmm. Diddy, all them niggas, they took that shit and ran with it. Yeah. Like, and that's when industry niggas, old industry niggas, they ran with it. And it was like, and that's why when it comes to the Kendrick and J. Cole's, even though I, I will personally put Kendrick Lamar over J. Cole and Drake, for some reason, people never want to put Drake in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And because of the Meek Mill died on the cross for all the Drake haters. <laughs> and so, yeah, that nigga yeah. died on the cross for all the Drake haters. And now it's just like, he can't ever be in the conversation of best MC. He don't write his own shit. Like, you, you can't ever put him in the conversation because he got a creative team. Along yeah, with everybody right. else. With, along with Kendrick Lamar, along with Beyonce. Like, it's yeah, just like, everybody. people have creative team. Yeah. So it's just like this over-exaggerated claim you know, it has it has still haunted Drake to this day. So when it comes to a lot of black excellence talk, it's, it's like different. it's not the same though. Bro, how the fuck did Issa Rae get black excellence talk before Drake did? Yeah, I, I went there, dude. Issa Rae is corny as shit. I'm sorry, she's a great fucking writer, but she's corny as shit, bro. Yeah, she is corny as shit, and she has not won as many as many awards. Okay, I know it's a what about about it, but still, it's the same thing for anybody. Okay, it's the same same thing for not Kendrick because that nigga got a Pulitzer Prize. Um, but it's the same thing for anybody. They'll give J Cole like the best fucking bro. We know how like mediocre KLD was. Yeah, we know how fucking mediocre KLD was, but niggas still. Yes, this was the best hip hop album. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm glad they can't see that. But still, like, it's like, and I'm like, bro, like, Forest Hill Drive was like way better. But it's just a simple point to where, like, just because. shit from other black people will, like, we'll look at it in amazement. Only if it's only if it's time to give Drake his credit. Yeah. Soon it's time to give Drake his credit. We gonna look to it like, man, that nigga Roddy Rich sold a lot. <laughs> I'm like, what? Come on, Lord, baby. <laughs> like, Come on, Lord, baby. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> they niggas would do anything to like just like, oh well. shit on Drake. Yeah. Move like just move the cracks, and it's like. Bro, it's like Joe Button was that main nigga. Like she was like Scorpion was okay. Big I'm like angry ass nigga, man. Like nigga, like what happened? Pump, pump, pump. Like oh my god, dude. Like and so, yes, absolutely, yes. Drake has been canceled by hip hop. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I'd agree. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
it was passion behind that. The things are cooling off on his end, y'all. Yes, it's, that was uh, so it's passionate for nah, him. Man, like, if y'all knew how pent up that was. And we actually might save this other topic for the wrap up. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because I just was thinking about it and I feel like we could go deep. We could deep dive into that. Deep dive in it. Um, we ain't got deep diving time. We like to keep y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, besides Drake being canceled, um, by the hip hop community for mm-hmm. absolutely no reason, just niggas yeah. hating, yeah. um, uh, from Camille Cabello, um, <laughs> nigga lit, and Gina Rodriguez, <laughs> niggas giving her the heebie jeebies, and you know, cats from just... the all star cats in success that was cats, um, what I did wanted to act, did want to ask you just to get your cultural opinion. Um, a good, good um, five minutes of cultural opinion about um, what went down when we talk about big moments of 2019 before we even go into the episode. Um, what's your views on uh, impeachment? Oh, shit. <laughs> From a cultural aspect. Yeah, I, I call not, it. Not the politics, not like the, you know. Yeah, the detailing, the, the, the logistics detailing. of it all. Just what we do you feel like down. as a culture, you know, as a, you know, because I feel like. You know, you're a very strong anchor in cultural leftism, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you being a womanist um, and you being uh, uh, um, just an uh, ally uh, for like feminist causes mm-hmm. um, and you being a part of the LGBTQ community yourself. I feel like you're a strong anchor and you connect to a lot of intersections. So that being said, mm-hmm. what do you think about imp- impeachment? And, and, and like, give me like the honest answer. Like, don't give me like the democratic shill answer of like, yes, we have him finally fucking yeah. impeached. Like, give me like the honest answer. Like, what if you just a regular kid on the street? Like, you know what I'm saying? What is your opinion on impeachment? Um, it's definitely good that you know <laughs> that this has happened and this is happening. No, for real. It's good that you're abreast. It's good that you know. Don't let it pause your life. Don't let it stop your life. Don't let it stop you from hearing what these future candidates are trying to tell you about their campaigns and what they want to bring you. Don't let this stop the political realm for you. Don't let it stop here. Mm -hmm. Don't think that we're safe now either. Don't think we're out of the clear now either because and just be, and, and because we're not out of the clear yet the safest thing is not to worry about them getting that nigga out of office worry about who's going to replace that nigga here. come time in 2020 that's what i say that's what i am doing so yeah. you know it's it's i'm not just saying it and then back door i'm panicking and i'm worrying you know just the smoke screen y'all like no i'm this that is genuinely how i feel about the impeachment in, in, in its entirety and how I'm viewing it and I'm taking it. I'm taking it as something that has happened and that is part of what was going to happen a part of Donald Trump's presidency regardless. I really felt like at either any point he could have got impeached, whether it was three days after he got out of, out of office, into office, or three days before he get out. You know, I knew that it was going to be talks or going to get to this pressure point. Now it's happened. So we got to know how we're going to move from it. We just got to keep moving and keep moving and see what's going to come. Because the House and the Senate, this, this, guess what, y'all? This done been out of our hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? This is not in it. So a decision is going to be made whether we're tuning in or not, right? A decision is just going to be made. So tune in, keep yourself abreast and educated, but don't let this stop the the the, the uh, Bernie Sanders talk that needs to be happening. Yeah, in other words, don't let it distract you from the election and getting Bernie Sanders yeah, in, in the office. office for 2020. I absolutely agree with yeah. that. 
Um, I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head completely. I feel the, the um exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to get your opinion on that as a you know as a cultural leftist because you know I just there's just a a lot of stuff that like you know the Dems are slipping on. Uh, as far as just transparency, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of this impeachment shit is like just not transparent to like the average digester of politics. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we we have to really, you know, stay focused. You know, um, it's it's a, a it's not it's not a trail in a forest. It's a forest with a trail in it. Yeah. So you know, in other words, we have to understand that like. In midst of like this one battle that we have, this there's like still something to focus on. Yeah, and there's seven other paths mm-hmm. that we gotta focus on as well. So, um, Jay, thanks for being here again. Um, it's lovely when you come here. We actually get to talk about stuff other than politics, which mm-hmm. is great um, for me um, <laughs> and my psyche. <clears throat> but um, um, just a heads up: there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening this new year. Um, we're going to talk about some of it in like the new year wrap up. Um, but, uh, just to get a, get, you know, get you guys, you know, prepared. I will be running for precinct chair 47 next year. Um, that's a precinct chair in, in my, uh, Jefferson County district. So I will be campaigning and needing y'all help soon. Um, I have this big idea of how, and, uh, as far as how I want to run this campaign. Um, but um, that's just another thing that oh we're gonna be uh starting to uh ramp up real uh soon here, mm-hmm. and um we're also gonna be releasing an impeachment episode uh on uh after this so um or before it I don't know but it's gonna be in the same week we're gonna be releasing an impeachment episode and in that same episode I'm gonna also talk about you know what Super Tuesday is looking like and how did the 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 uh debates go uh for last week but um. Did you add anything else, Jade? Y'all get ready to jump on the podcast in 2020. Bad, 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 period, pool, and that's on period, pool. <laughs> that's on period, period. Love. So follow us on E2 the Podcast at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like the page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you really like pictures, follow us on Instagram. But if you want to repost, like, you know, like cool people, follow us on Twitter. Um, it's either or. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you guys for coming out with us. And if that'll be all. That's all, folks. That was terrible. See you guys later.